Hail you, nostalgic mutants. Welcome to Previously on X-Men, the podcast that looks at X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. Hey, Eric. Hey, back from the Savage Land, everybody. And this week, Hillary <laughs> and I are joined by Nick and Kendra, because we're crossing over with... Nano 2 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. Today, we're going to be covering the mid-90s television film, Generation X, and I can see from Eric's face that he's very excited about it. Since it's basically a teen soap opera, we thought we'd bring in the experts on teen soap operas. We're here. That's us. Happy happy to be here, everyone. (laughs) This is not what I thought I'd be an expert in, but it is. I know. Aren't you pleased? (laughs) Gilmore Girls, Boy Meets World. Yeah, you know, it makes sense. I've it's a fair assessment, I think. Yeah. I think it's yeah. fair. So Generation X, the movie, is based on the comic book, which spun out of the November 1994 issue of Uncanny X-Men number 318. Eric, what can you tell us about that uncanny run with the phalanx? Yeah, the you've got actual notes for everybody, but then it just says, Eric, talk about the uncanny I run. Honestly, I was just like, <laughs> I don't know, just talk about it. The, the phalanx alien race the ones that have like that techno organic virus kind of thing they start evading and invading the mansion and taking over and it's kind of like an invasion of the body snatchers thing at first where you're like oh banshee's just walking around like everybody seems a bit off but i can't quite place it and then he finds out it's aliens so he has to team up with Sabretooth and some other i can't remember the other team ups of it but um the gen x people actually blink shows up and she dies Oh, and then spoilers. We will see her again in uh, Age of Apocalypse. So this was, it was like they did this. I think the comic started for like four issues, and then it became Age of Apocalypse for another four issues, and then it came back. I don't know because I'm not a Gen X expert, but that was the thing. Just a kind of invasion of the body snatchers, haunted house in the mansion thing. Yeah. I just started, I read the first four issues of the original Generation X run. And so Uh I'm I'm familiar with that now, but Uh I I don't actually know what the connection is to the Phalanx. It's, they're not, they're not. It was just a thing that happened. Yeah, it was just the alien race they used. It's not like they become a big problem for Gen X. Okay. At least, again, not an expert on Gen X. Maybe they do, but I've... I've never seen people be like, oh, wow, it's a Jubilee story. You know the phalanx are going to show up. <laughs> well, isn't the thing with the phalanx, I'm trying to remember, like, that whole storyline, I feel like the primary X-Men are, like, very much not in it. Like, they're just... No, because sort of, like, they're all, like, captured and right. stuff. So it's, and like, so four Gen of X them. Kind of forms. Yeah, it's yeah. so that was that story, basically. Thank you, Eric, I've... for that backstory. No props. <laughs> I knew I could count on you. The Generation X series was created by mm-hmm. Scott Lobdell and Chris Bacallo. I, I should practice call him these Lobdell, but <laughs> what is it? Would you say? I always call him Scott Lobdell. Like I just I oh, don't know Lobdell. Could be. Could be. What yeah. about what about uh, Eric mispronounces That feels oh Italian, God. so you should know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and Chris Bacello, yeah. Bacello. Who's one Whatever. of my favorite uh, comic artists? Is that true? Yeah, I love it. He's got this, like, all his characters always have, like, these kind of deformed things. But when he's doing, like, a crazier story, it's great. All right. I love him. Cool. I, yeah, he's one of my favorite X-Men artists. Vote of confidence for Bacello. Wolver- Wolverine always looks, like, his shortest and stockiest at the same time. Like, that just that always, is true. Always curled up with his claws ready to go. Based only on Bacello. what I, what those yeah. four issues that I read. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, those 75 issues, it was like, I'm pretty sure it was never not a seller. But when Grant Morrison started his run, he wanted to turn the X-Men into an actual school, like an official school for like the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. So it would have made Gen X a little redundant. So got on the chopping block, along with like a lot of other series at the time. But I think the theory is that Grant Morrison wanted to make the X-Men a school. So the X-Men comics that are a school, you're done. Kicked out. Wow. Yeah. Like done. A tyrant. Wow. Yep. But then it was rebooted in 2017, and I also read that run, and I liked yeah. it. Yeah. It was a weird experience because I hadn't read the original run, 
yet. Yeah. And so it was a lot of like references to like, oh, it's that that guy who dated and, that girl. And but I, I don't know. I just yeah. It's and it's a mix of like Gen X, New Mutants, and like the newer Young Mutants, like uh, that guy with the eyes boy. all over him. Yeah, so <laughs> that, boy. Yeah, I think Shark Girl was in it. So it was. It's just like a weird. It's not really a Gen X series either. Do you know about that girl with the with the horns, the antlers? Yeah. What about her? She. I have only seen her in that Gen X reboot. Oh yeah, she shows up more. She's weird. Okay. That's all. <laughs> Well, that's the wrong view when reading X-Men comics. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. She is unique and beautiful. Um. <laughs> okay, so the comic was rebooted in 2017, and this movie was commissioned, someone asked for it, as a potential series pilot. Yeah. But it aired as well, a one-off special because it wasn't picked up. And I saw that they were maybe testing the waters to see if it could at least be, like, a series of movies. Oh Maybe. yeah, that was kind of a so, thing. I that was kind of a thing that like the yeah. recurring TV movies, like Columbo. Like, yeah, that's a good, that's a deep cut. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kendra, can you crack open the Condor? Oh, I would love to. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This TV movie originally aired February 20th, 1996, exactly 26 years ago at time of recording. Wow. It's the anniversary. The very day. <laughs> we gathered for the That's anniversary. And bizarre. so we shall every year from now. <laughs> every year going forward. <laughs> yeah. We will meet in this room. Whoa. <laughs> uh, we have a birthday to mention. February 26th, Sophie Turner, who would go on to play Jean Grey in X-Men Apocalypse and uh, Dark Phoenix was born. So mm-hmm. wait, the Generation X movie that we're watching today is older than Sophie Turner, just to clarify. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. okay. Just barely. All right. Um, yep. Uh, do I love Sophie Turner as Jean? She's <laughs> fine. I don't think that those, like the Jean, Scott, Nightcrawler, Storm of those two movies, Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix, get a bunch to really see, show up yeah, her skills. I don't she's the problem. No, but, no, no. No, I thought she was good in Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I think when she has moments to shine, she's she's good. And I think she doesn't get a lot of those moments. True. But if I'm going to have to, if I'm choosing to watch a movie with Fomka Jensen or Sophie Turner, I'm choosing Fomka Jensen every time. That's a good, every that's time. That's a good call. That's Speaking good of call. not every being given time. things to do, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you want to control me? Uh, get out of my head, Charles! So, Sorry, that was Fomka Jensen. <laughs> Some movies that came out around this time. Some real, actual movies. February 16th, Muppet Treasure Island. <gasps> yes. Probably, I don't know. I really liked Muppets in Space, but... Um, no, Treasure what? Island's better than Muppets but, in Space. What? Well, we watch Muppets in Space a lot, but we also watch Muppet Treasure Island a lot. Huh. Yeah, Muppet Treasure Island. It's just too bad that, like, doing... Uh, Christmas Carol and Treasure Island didn't just keep them being like, oh, the Muppets are actors who are going to be in other yeah, things instead of like the Muppets in space. Like, no, it's just the Muppets hanging out, which I'll watch. But I could have watched like a Muppets Swiss Family Robinson, a Muppets yeah. Gulliver's Travels, uh, all that. It is weird because those two movies like were riding so high and they didn't really revisit that until like Muppets Wizard of Oz, which like no one has seen and yeah. definitely no one liked. So. I didn't even know that existed. I was yeah. just going to say, I don't remember that at oh, all. Oh, it's a real thing. February 21st, Wes Anderson's Bottle Rocket uh, with Owen Wilson. I'm pretty, that's his like debut film, Wes Anderson. Yeah, and Wes Anderson is my favorite director, and I have not seen Bottle Rocket yet, but I just got, got it, it for Christmas. Nope, I didn't get you Bottle Rocket. Oh. Sorry. I thought I have it. Oh, that's the one you didn't get. You got me Rushmore. <laughs> Sorry, you got me Rushmore. But that's I still a need lot. to watch. I haven't seen Rushmore either. There's a couple that I haven't seen. Wow. But Sounds like he's not your favorite. He is my favorite director. <laughs> and February 23rd, Mary Riley, starring Julia Roberts. Never heard of it. No, it's that Franken- Frankenstein-y one, right? She plays like the Frankenstein author, right? That's Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley. Yeah. No, I know, but isn't isn't she like the... I feel like that's Frankenstein connected. Am I making this up? It feels made No up. idea. All right. Yeah. That definitely doesn't seem right. I'll no idea. Well, while you're looking, let's move on to TV. February 17th, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ends its initial run. That was a show that I had to sneak to my friend's house to watch because it was violent. <laughs> um, hey, Mary Riley, 
is the maid of noted physician Dr. Henry Jekyll, played by oh. John Malkovich. Okay, well, all right. I get it, Come I get on. it, yeah. yeah. The yeah. other classic story. Yeah. So she's the maid of, I feel like being the maid of John Malkovich is creepy enough, let alone that's being true. Dr. Jekyll. That's yeah. true, yep. Yeah, it's not what you want. These right. are scientific Super facts. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Malkovich. That was good. February 20th, VH1 Storytellers debuted. Eric, did you ever did you ever go down this road? Because I know you're like VH1 compilations and all that. Storytellers, no? No. Okay. No. Sorry. All right. Just curious. Feb- February 21st, Beverly Hills 90210 aired, <gasps> aired the tw- 22nd episode of the sixth season, All This and Mary Too. Listen. Listen mm-hmm. to me, Kendra. I know that this episode means nothing to you because we're in season five right now, but this episode is freaking crazy. <laughs> so you'll have to tell so me put a pin in it. One it put is. a pin in it, Kendra, because you're going to get there. All, right. all uh, this and Mary too. Oh, February, February 24th, Fox Kids debuts the spooktacular new adventures of Casper, which yeah. I watched a few times and it was never good. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it was like, this is following the Bill Pullman, Christina Ricci film. Oh, yeah. Hey, you guys. So it's I like got, Bill Pullman. Yeah. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Kendra and I were just talking about Bill Pullman for some reason. I don't remember why, but yeah. we were. Yeah, we were. And we were talking about how he's from, like, your area. Yes, yeah. From Hornell, right? Yeah, he is from Hornell, yeah. New York. Yeah. And how I have a friend who's related to him through marriage. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> music, February 20th. Audio Adrenaline released their third album, Bloom. We were just talking about Audio Adrenaline the other day. Yeah, sure were. That's how great their uh, worldwide album is. Kismet. February 27th, the band releases their album, High on the Hog. You love Still the going in 96, the band. Yeah, the going band. strong. Going strong. Hey, I'll, t- I'll cover these because in February 27th, Pokemon Red and Green were released for the Game Boy, but it's not written in the notes that it's specifically in Japan because it hadn't come over to America yet, which is why it's still red and green because um, America gets red and blue. I was going to okay. say, I didn't think it was green. Okay. No, we got blue. I think they decided that Blastoise was cooler looking and would appeal to American audiences more than uh, Venusaur. Not Venusaur. Uh, well, they were yeah, right. Venusaur. They were right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely talk about yeah. the next one. Uh, and Civilization Two for Windows came oh. out on February 29th. That's the second Civ game. So I did not have a computer in my house until like, I got a computer for my high school graduation. Didn't have a computer. All of my friends were playing this game, and I had uh-huh. no idea what they were talking about. And I like tried right, to right. join in a conversation one once, and my friend Dan was like, "You don't even know anything about civilizations," <laughs> and it really. <laughs> It really shut me did down. It, did hard. it hurt your feelings? It did hurt my it's, feelings. It's yeah. It's, I, I feel like it's fresh. No, you. It's it's. Those are deep games. I mean, I've put more time into Civ Six than my marriage. No, that's <laughs> not Whoa. true. At this point, hour wise. So you got some work have, to do. Okay. I definitely have more achievements in Civ Six. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep going. Hey. In April of 1996, Marvel Comics launched the 12-issue series Adventures of the X-Men, which was loosely based on the animated series, which I haven't read, but the comics are really dope because they, they kind of copy the Jim Lee comic style mm. more than even the animated series does. So it looks just like a straight, hardcore X-Men comic done for the TV show episodes. But it, yeah, but it's like the right uniforms and everything, but in that... In yeah. This, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so it's it's... I don't. It's it still looks a little bit younger, but it's they're they're very cool covers. Very All cool. Right. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? This movie was written by Eric Blackney, and I was trying to figure out what else he's done. He's done a lot of Twenty One Jump Street, so I guess they were like, you know, that's teen like. Get get him. Uh, right. Directed by Jack Shoulder, also directed Nightmare on Elm Street Two. The sequel. I guess that's okay. I guess, I guess that's an easy. Get? I wonder who influenced what for this. Were they yeah. like, wait, Dreams, get the guy who did the second Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Or did they get the second guy from the second Nightmare? He's like, hey, I got an idea for you. Dreams. <laughs> Dreams. That's it. That's the idea. This is why you get a jack shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the cast, Matt Fuhrer yeah. as Russell Tresh. Now listen, this guy has done a million things, but every time I see him or hear his voice, all I think is, honey, I shrunk the kids. Of course. Really? That's it. I mean, he's he's Max Hedrum, right? So oh, yeah. I think that's okay. what he's probably most famous for. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Say I that again. Kids. He's Max Hedrum. Like the wait. MTV thing. Is this unusual, thinking of him from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Because I 100,000% think that. 
Who is he? In he's like the truck? neighbor. Yeah. He's. The, I guess this does make less sense now that I'm saying it out loud. Well, he's just it's the been neighbor. a while since I've seen it. He doesn't get shrunk. Mm-hmm. He's almost like a villainy kind of. Kind a, of. Yeah. Kind of a vibe, but yeah. I loved him in that. That's really funny. Yeah. But I preferred Honey We Shrunk ourselves. Of because oh, yeah. I did. I don't. Villain. I don't like all the. I don't like all the bugs. Oh, there's, oh. there's I mean, there's bugs. Bugs. there's bugs in both of them. Sad but. bug stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, look, I here, like it. Here is the credit of his that combines all of our worlds because he voices the leader on the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. the series that yep. starred Luke Perry as Rick Jones. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so there you go. Oh my gosh! Marvel Shit. and Luke Perry. Okay. Uh, uh, he was also the voice of Panic in Hercules. Oh. Okay. The the two little uh, oh, demon really? Yeah. So he's the one that isn't the. I don't know. Oh, I can't Bob remember Cat. his name. Bob, Bob Cat yeah, Goldquist. Yeah. From Police Bob Academy. Cat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have Fanola Hughes as Emma Frost. So I knew her from Blossom, the sitcom Blossom. Uh, she's done a lot uh-huh. of vo- voice work, genre voice work. She's Lara in Superman the Animated Series. She's Lady Shiva mm-hmm. in Beware the Batman. Here's another connection, though. She portrayed Patty Hallowell, the mother of Shannon Doherty's character on Charmed. I should have looked this up because I recognized her and I cannot figure out why. Oh, really? She's, I mean, I would say she's most primarily known for like, like daytime soaps. Well, I don't watch those. Well, she pulled, there was a lot of daytime soap vibes from her (laughs) in this, in this movie, for sure. Hillary, you can tell us if you watch daytime soaps. I don't watch, no, you know who does or who did is Nick right here. They know. The, the, the 90210 people know that I used to sneak into the attic and watch Days of Our Lives. Everybody Hillary, knows. You, you didn't even watch like Canadian ones? <laughs> I don't know if you could tell that they were soap operas, so I don't know if I, maybe I did and All didn't right. know. Yeah, nobody cheats yeah. on each other. Everybody's really nice They're in just Canadian so polite. soap operas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, hey there. Nobody sneaks up on me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. didn't mean to barge in. Oh, so Walks sorry. Away. <laughs> Guys, this is my this is my favorite bit of trivia, and I hope it's a surprise to everyone. But Jeremy Ratchford, who is Sean Cassidy slash Banshee in here, is reprising the role in live action because he voiced it on X Men: The Animated Series. I didn't know that. That's very funny uh, because he's Canadian, huh? huh. So he kept playing and doing that Irish. Yeah, or I'm not Irish. Uh, Scottish. Wait, Scottish, he kept doing it? that Scottish. Yeah, he's kept doing that Scottish. Wait, no. There are leprechauns. I think it was Irish. Is it? No, because I don't it know. Sounds it sounds exactly like a like Scotty from the original series of Star he's, Trek. Uh, he's, he's Irish. Banshee. Well, whatever it is, he's doing it wrong. All right. So moving on. Heather McComb as Jubilation Lee. Look, let's just get this out there. She's white. Okay. Just a white person. She is white. She's yep. not just a straight white person. She's not a Chinese American. Kendra, actress. did you have this thought? Because Nick did not agree with me, but I felt like they were doing something with her eye makeup to sort of suggest an Asian y vibe, oh, which I, I think is like the true. I absolutely think that because I mean, if you're watching it on YouTube like we did, it's pretty grainy. Uh-huh. So Eric was like, Oh, she's just white. And I was like, She is? And I had to like really mm-hmm. look because the way they I were doing not. her eye I've I mean, it wasn't over the top, but the way they did her eye makeup I, was yeah. definitely... That's what I thought. It was thought. a look. See, I, Banshee I thought, is Irish. Okay, Banshee's Irish. I I mean, you're probably right. I thought she was just... It was just like a 90s thing. I remember like... There was I heavy, they were yeah, going there was heavy eye and, makeup in the 90s, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Knowing I that she is supposed a, to be uh, Chinese. Yeah. that's It's a weird decision because like the cartoon doesn't shy away from that. She's not like drawn. She's anyway. I don't know. Um, I don't know that she looks particularly Asian in the cartoon. Oh really? I I didn't I know like that she tell. was. I like as a child, I didn't know she was a Chinese American character. Not until like much later reading comics did I learn oh. that. I thought the whoever who were saying Heather McComb has yeah. a like a Renona Ryder vibe. Oh, going she on. does. Okay. Yeah. Well, she was also in the profiler Party of Five and Ray Donovan with Wolverine star Lee Shriver. Was that for a connection? Okay. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Augustine Rodriguez as skin. Did did you love Party of Five? (laughs) I did love Party of Five. That's new information. Augustus Rodriguez as skin. Uh, He was in Moon Over Mm -hmm. Miami. We have Randall Slavin as Refrax. And he's, who is he? He's taking the place of Chamber. Is that right? I guess. Refrax. Okay. Wait, with the glasses? With the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a dumb Cyclops. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Listen, I was positive, Kendra, that I was going to have more people who were on both this and 90210 because it's it's Fox in the 90s, you know? And I thought it yeah. was just like a farm of actors. But the only one that I could find is this actor right here, Randall Slavin, who plays Taz Botel in the <laughs> 90210 season seven premiere, Remember the Alamo. And Kendra, it's a wild episode. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just all wild from yes. now on. Yes. We're almost right. six season ends. Don't you know that? All right. Two more. <laughs> Bumper Robinson is Mondo. He he voices Falcon and Rhodey all over Marvel properties. Also Cyborg and Black Lightning all over DC. And he voiced Bolivar Trask in the X-Men Origins Wolverine video game. Is he the cyborg I know? No. Is he cyborg from Teen Titans Go? No. Oh, I love him. Okay. Uh, um. Okay. Bumper Robinson is playing Mondo. Mondo's normally Samoan. In the comics, oh. and Uncle oh, Robinson is not. That. He's African American, so that's another change yeah. for maybe no reason, huh. I guess. Okay. Uh, also, X Men Origins Wolverine is a pretty good video game. It basically just kind of copies like God of War a bit, but it did so in all the right ways. Okay. All right. So that's one of those games that like it's a movie game tie-in that's like really good. That seems yeah. rare. All right, we have Amaryllis as Monet slash M. She was in Sweet Valley High. And finally, Suzanne Davis as Buff was in Port Charles. And that's it for our cast, everybody. Who was Buff? Yeah, Buff. I don't remember Buff. Buff is... She yeah, is she's the, the tough girl who has... Oh, they well, Ar- Arlie. Arlie, They right? called her Buff. Don't we Arlie, mostly yeah. call her... Arlie. Right. We, Arlie. We'll, talk Arlie. About, we'll talk about Arlie and... Uh, I'm sorry. She was supposed to be... Uh, she was supposed to be Husk. Husk. Wait, what so, I oh, they said, took out my two favorites. What I said to Eric before he watched this movie was that they replaced some of the characters and it was the two most interesting ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, they're the two that are into each other. And they had the two that were new be into each other. It's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't... They're like... I, I saw it like Chambers not here because of... They said his power was too cost, but I don't believe that because you just don't have him use his power. No one right. else uses their power. Mondo's yeah, supposed true. to literally transform into the thing, and they just like, no, he's it's physically he's like rock. You can just well, they have the fireworks for. Oh my gosh! Cut out all the dream stuff, and you have plenty of money for chamber. That's true. <laughs> hey guys, do you want to hear a really embarrassing fact for somebody who's been reading X Men comics for twenty two years? You yes. know I do. Yes. Well, yes. I've been reading. I've been reading those since then. And Monet is one of my favorite characters, and this is the first time I've heard it out loud, so I have been calling her Monette no. for 22 years. Oh, oh my Eric. gosh, that is And so I have long. been talking, I have even, like, told Kendra, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Monette. Oh. So you're aware, you're aware of the famous artist, yes. Yeah. Like yeah, Monet. Monet, yeah. that's okay. how you spell it. Look, I just, it, it's happened with everybody all yeah. my life. Yeah. Like, uh... Ro? He had a it's, big reaction when yeah. that first said. If it's name. if when I found out the word foe, was it Fox? Oh boy, that's a hard I time. I reading it French. Yeah. I think maybe you should just take some French. I remember lessons. reading a comic and they were like, "Oh, he had to go faux French on us." I'm like, "What does Fox French wow. mean?" <laughs> I, I thought you were smart. I guess that was just one big facade, wasn't it, Eric? <laughs> one big facade. It's a big facade, <laughs> just like the. Uh, Mary yep. Riley movie, yep. Julia Roberts, yep. Facade. Like Both Just of you are like done. It. Both of you. So what we're talking about is that all of the Generation X characters, most of the Generation X characters show up in here, but they replaced two of them. Yeah. They replaced yeah. Chamber with some guy who blasts stuff out of his eyes. Right. Once. is not Cyclops. Like one time. And also, he can kind of see, th- see through things. With this person who is, I guess, strong. Is right. the thing, like she's she's her height, but she's like super buff. I guess is right. the thing. Right. So yeah, like so if she's a fifteen-year-old like, girl had the body of Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah. That's so it. that's the you that's the basic rundown. Why don't we dive yeah. into the uh, into the movie? So we start yeah. uh, with some sort of operation is happening. Yeah. It seems like a very like sci-fi, dark, creepy kind of a situation. And yep. someone is about to get their brain cut out or something. And then a woman yep. bursts in and is talking about how the doctor's finished and he's not going to do this. And He leaves with the mutant. We find out that, like, mutants get their powers from a gland in the brain right. and everything. Mm-hmm. And so Max Hedrum is going to cut open the guy's brain and do experiments. So she walks in and is just like, you're not supposed to do this. But then, like, the cops show up and he's like, he didn't sign the Mutant Registration Act. So we're actually taking him. It's just this rotating door of people claiming they have authority. And Emma Frost is like, I quit. 
this place and she but disappears. Not, well, but not before she like turns into Storm for a second there. Yeah, yeah she that uses, was very confusing. So it's supposed to be like a psychic attack, but I definitely felt like there was electricity. There was so on. much There was some sort of flash and there yeah. was wind. Yeah, it yeah. felt like somebody wind. plugged in an industrial yeah. fan and then yeah. they were like, but for the mind. Yeah, but, anyway. but in the mind. So and then it's done. five years later, which I thought was interesting because that's what the X-Men movie basically does. It has mm. a scene and then it jumps like, you know, years later and the not too distant oh, yeah. future and that's all that true. stuff. Oh, you know what I should have mentioned in Living in Beverly Hills? They're they're filming on Hartley Castle, which yep. is, is the home of, you know, the X-Men in several of the movies. Yeah, not the first one, but it's X-Men 2 and 3, yeah. uh, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and the two Deadpool movies. Yeah. Kendra, so, Kendra and, it's also where they shot I Want to Marry Ryan Banks. I Want to oh, Marry yeah. Ryan yeah, Banks. Smallville. Yeah, it's Smallville and Arrow as yeah, well. Yeah, I know, yeah. So that, that mansion gets a lot of play. That's like the biggest star in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because when we do see the mansion finally, I'm like, wow, this looks a lot like the X-Men mansion. So it is. There you go. So it is. So, I mean, let's after the, let's after the jump, when, when we get to Russell, it, it's like he has a machine that lets you go into people's brains, like into their dreams. Oh, so we're talking to the, vi- the right? villain now. Yeah. When we yeah. go five years. So, I like how you call him Russell. Isn't that his name? Yeah, I guess I spent the whole movie calling him Jim Carrey's The Riddler from Batman yeah, Forever. Yeah, that's true. You're absolutely <laughs> yes, right. That's true. Yeah. He talks like him. His plan is almost the same. It really is similar. Yeah. He, similar he, body type. He kills his boss the exact out same the window. way. Out I the know. window. I, yes, I thought the same thing. If he had been at one moment talking to skin like, I'm sucking out your brain. Yeah. I would have been like, <laughs> your reference was good. His was better. <laughs> Outdone and outclassed in every way. It was definitely just like a blatant yeah. copying of that character. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps me safe when I'm jogging at night. Man, <laughs> I don't think there is a movie I quoted more as a kid than Batman Forever's oh, yeah. Riddler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably quoted Jim Carrey more than a single person I knew in my entire life growing up. Huh. Anyway, do weird... we watch Batman Forever instead of this? No, sure. thank you. Yeah. All right. I think that the Russell scene is where the style of the movie really jumps out the most. Oh, it's like my the gosh. most 90s, like, slanty, yeah. vibrant yeah. colors yeah. craziness. It's, it's awful. But actually, before we see Russell in his dream machine, we the five years later is Skin leaving oh, right, his yeah. home. Yeah. And his sister not letting go for some reason, though I'm sure she's aware of his power. So it's just a weird thing. That was so thing. weird. Yeah, he's driving I mean, away and she holds onto his hand. And I kept looking at her face and being like, is she joking? Yeah. Brain dead? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like, I think we're supposed to believe like she doesn't want him to go. Her face was so blank. Though. Yeah. Zero emotion on her Very face. Very weird. So, it, yeah, and then we see Jubilee is... In an arcade, which is how we're always introduced to Jubilee in an I arcade, which that, is fine. I thought that was cool. I thought yeah. that was cool. I mean, if you're if you're watching the cartoon series, then you're gonna be like, "Oh, dope! It's Jubilee." She's got I, the jacket. She's, she's got the yellow jacket. Uh, I think that's how I immediately knew who she was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, despite her not being a Chinese character, a Chinese actor, I was like, "Oh, yellow jacket! It's Jubilee." That's all you need, uh, <laughs> apparently. But. Then there, uh, she's also taken away, but she's not an orphan in this because her mom is just, her mom and dad are just there. Yeah. Well, listen, see, I think that this is an interesting thing about this movie because the very first thing that you see of someone going to Xavier's school is Russell, who is in this nice family setting. They've all decided that they're going to send him to this school. It's very pleasant and very normal. And then when you have skin, skin. oh yeah, sorry, not Russell, skin. Angelo, yep. Angelo. And uh, when Jubilee goes, it's the consequence of this whole crazy, she's an unregistered mutant. She's going to go to prison and all of this stuff. And then she gets like stolen out. I just think that's interesting to have the two ways to get in there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We see a very, uh, we, Emma Frost wakes up, or she's in the machine. I don't remember. I literally just watched it. But um, <laughs> she she wakes up uh, Banshee, who's just sleeping by the fire. And you know what? I was like, if I had like a daybed kind of situation like that by a fire, I think that would be pretty dope. So yeah. Banshee's kind of living this He's got a life. good setup. No question. Yeah. We're not aware of it, but like there are students there. So they're already teaching. This isn't right. like them just like, oh, we need to start a school. So 
I guess that's a smart thing, just to be like, we've already got some students. But this is also, like, the only time we have uh, the two of them, like, flirt-hating each other. A little mm. bit, yeah, when she she's like, up. Yeah, she's like, hello, lover, and she's like, I'm gonna try to go into your brain, and you'll never wake up again if he's like, if you try, you, you won't either. I'm Listen, like, I think... she's, she's super smarmy, whatever, but I really like the interactions between the two of them. I've enjoyed them the whole time. I thought they were really funny. I don't, I don't love him as live-action Banshee, but I do think she's probably the best live-action Emma Frost. That's what I said! I totally so agree. So she, she... I didn't mind him as Banshee. I found his comedic, uh, yeah. you know, his comedy to be... I guess yeah. the accent's just so bad. The accent is bad, but once but... you set it aside, <laughs> yeah. I thought he did well, a good job. He was it, just funny. They kind of rolled with, like, Hockey Dad Banshee. You know, yeah. what I mean? he's, he's a banshee. Yeah, play, I mean, he is a Canadian actor, so there I guess that would yeah. make sense. That plays. But no, Hang I thought on. That... he's not the guy from Witch Hunter Gretel. <laughs> is no. he? A lot of similar no. vibes. A lot of similar vibes. Thanks uh, for asking, but, but no. I thought this Emma had like enough smarm, but also she's like the first Emma that's also played as like the good. Like yeah. the hero yeah, Emma, yeah. not a villain, but you can tell she could be a villain if she mm-hmm. wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I just thought like character-wise, it felt pretty faithful to Emma Frost. For yeah, the most I thought part. so too. I liked it that it wasn't it it wasn't just her being hard and like mean yeah. or whatever. You saw a little bit of vulnerability that still felt. Yeah, true she to mentions her. the Hellions of all things. Yeah, you, you love the Hellions. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the Hellions for Emma, that's the, I like the post-House of X Hellions, sorry, yes, the Sinister's sorry. Hellions. But no, Emma's, Emma's Hellions are like the rival school that she had for the New Mutants. So there were the New Mutants and Xavier School, but the Hellfire Club had their own group, the Hellions, and she was the headmistress of that school, but they all died. And like, she, that's part of her thing that she like has blamed herself for all their deaths. And everything, and so they like. That's kind oh, of a, like there's that's a. That's what she was talking. There's a about. lot of like history you'd pull from that if mm-hmm. they ever continued on with this, and they just the fact that they mentioned it, I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, that's just like something that if you had read the comics, like, oh wow, the Hellions, yeah, that happened, but like for somebody else, that I don't know, that was a nice pull. Well, we're way ahead of ourselves. Sorry. <laughs> it, is this movie Pull chronological? Pull us back, Kendra. Pull us yeah. back. <laughs> Can we just cover all the Max Hedrum scenes in one Let's book do it. so we Let's, don't have yeah. to do everything else? That's, yeah. that's a good okay. question. So Jubilee gets taken away, and her mom is trying Emma. to, like, break her out, and then Emma mm-hmm. and Banshee basically come to get her out of there. Yeah. And I loved the uh, when, when Emma breaks in, and she's like, we're agents Hootie and Blowfish. That yeah, cracked that me up. Funny. Yeah, yeah. I like Super Jubilee's dated. reaction to that, Super too. Dated. <laughs> she was yeah. just like, okay. There's a lot of stuff in this that I'm like, yeah, this is 90s, and this is yeah. like a 90s genre show. It's just so bad. Everything is so is done so bad. <laughs> because, like, the like them going to talk and everything. I don't know. Like, the two... The setup is perfect. Gen yeah. X, the comic, is, like, just set up perfectly for a 90s show that they wanted to be. And it just... Ah... How many, like, how many shows, you just have these two adult characters who are also sexy and yeah. maybe flirtatious, and then you have all these kids. It's just there. Why'd yeah. they screw it up so much? I know, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good because, like, we're four years away from the X-Men movie. Yeah. And maybe that wouldn't have happened if the show had done. That's, oh, that's true. not a bad point, Eric. So, so there, now you can like it because but, of that. But there are moments I'm like, this. you've got the bones. Yeah, they do. I think it really does have the You've got the skin. Ah. Skin in the game. (laughs) We have another cool, another little uh, Emma Banshee moment when uh, she she tricks the cops and then they're walking down the hallway. And I liked Mm -hmm. the line that he had that, uh, stick to manipulating weaker minds to keep your record perfect. I just thought that was a a witty little. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. I liked that one. Yeah. So they grab Jubilee, and then they decide... They take her to the school, and it's the mansion from the movies that we're, we all know and love, but then they just let the kids go out and yeah. interact with the new have kids. A nice First, they touch make football them straight down. Oh, that's right! Yeah, they have to get naked! To do some oh, sort of... Oh, that's right. And, like, it's... They're like, we need a body scan, scan. or something, but, mm-hmm. so, but like... That's pervy. There was, a, there was a lot of, like... Watching her nakedness naked. for yeah. a network TV. I liked how Jubilee's doing the naked thing, and then you see Skin is kind of like eyeing her a little bit, and then Emma says something about like, "Oh, you're next, kid," as if that sort of like 
fixes it. Like, we're all getting yeah. naked, so it's equalizing. <laughs> and then they get to go out and meet the other kids, and the other kids are instantly mean. Right. Right. Which seems like, like the thing you would do if... Arlie's not mean. Yeah, but she it's like... She them to everybody. You're three... You're three... No, four? Four. Yeah, you're four mutants at a mutant school, and you're mean to the new mutants at this mutant school. Right. It's like... I don't know. Have some solidarity with the newbies. Well, it's like they it's too there. small a group to have sort of like these ones are the mean ones yeah. and these ones are the nice ones. So it's just yeah. like, I guess they're just mean. It's like every <laughs> single person is their own clique. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's all there what's is. His, uh, what's the new guy's name? It's a uh, Refrax. Refrax. Oh, yeah. Dumb name. But anyway, dumb. he he looks like he's straight out of the Lost Boys. He looks like he, does. he, he, he does looks like the blonde. Keith yeah. or Sutherland from, yeah, with that blonde and the glasses. I don't know. He's he can kind of see through things. He's he's bragging that he can see like through pantyhose of all right. things. I don't right. know. He and says something shocking later. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I forgot about anyway, that. In the midst of all this, like once once in between Jubilee coming from jail and them do, having like a touch football game, we get a, li- a little snap back to Russell, and he sort of goes over his plan a little bit, which is essentially to. And help me on this, merge the real and dream worlds, a trick he learned from Emma Frost. Yeah, listen, I think the entire entire time, this whole movie, they talk about the dream world. And I think that they're talking about the astral plane. They're calling it the dream world. That's certainly the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> well, I mean, because it's it's Emma, and it's all, like, the psychic stuff. Yeah. Kendra asked me, like, so is this the guy from Legion? I was like, no, this is not the Shadow King. This is just a dude. I, I thought Shadow King the whole time, too. I wondered if they were doing, like, a thing with him. That's the only X-Men yeah. character so I know that does You You've read the comics. Dreams. You know that M has her own villain, who is basically her brother. Yeah. Emplate, who's in his own dimension. So you have the character, you have the concept oh, of another dimension. would be another too dimension. dark for this cutesy movie. <laughs> what? Because this dude says a lot of bad things. No, you're right, that's true. Kid. He really does. He really does. Yep. He licks them. He does lick them. Oh, yeah, that's He does true. do that. He licks a, a literal child yeah. in, in a later scene. Oh, was... I don't know if... M- I don't know if M-Plate is necessarily uh, too dark, but anyway. <laughs> so, in, uh, so, like, they're in their classes, and is Emma trying to teach everybody psychic powers? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. That, I think that the idea in this version of the X-Men world yeah. is that all mutants have the ability... Because of the midichlorians and Because their of the... <laughs> to because access... In- the right. dream world, which is another because dimension this, that we all share. Because your power comes from a gland in your brain. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not the X gene. It's in your brain. It's a brain. So I imagine they're just brain. thinking, like, the mutant brain can... Yeah. And But then she's, like, they're just asking questions. She's like, yes, you could research this and all this stuff. It's like, what are you teaching? Yeah. <laughs> it's a dumb lesson. At least in the movies, Professor X is feigning to teach them about the Once and Future King every week. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That's is this true. the How scene where she you... holds up the magic eye thing? Yeah, she's doing the magic eye thing. Because yeah. She, yeah. it's just, like, just relax it's a psychic and let thing. it yeah. happen. Yeah. It's a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I see it. It's a polar, a polar bear. But then, like, Love Jubilee is super interested things. in all of this, like, psychic stuff, and that's kind of what gets us into the trouble later on. Yes. She starts yes. doing the research yeah, her, that Emma suggests. Her and Skin are, like, a team trying to use this machine. And right. I guess it's not Cerebro, it's just, but maybe it is, too. Yeah. Maybe. They yeah, can mention know. the Hellions, but they can't call it Cerebro. I, I don't guess. know. No, don't they have Cerebro? Cerebro? I thought they had Cerebro. They called it Cerebro? They it wasn't said, that. This it was is, a different He was thing. like, this is Cerebro, and every day you you guys will take turns writing down the data from Cerebro. Oh, yeah. okay. You know that's what? Not that's the, the, it's not the chair oh, thing. Oh, okay. It's like the I'm starting the to think... I'm starting to they think mutant powers do, do come from the brain, and my mutant power was to protect itself from, from most of this yeah. movie. Lock out all facts <laughs> from this movie. Yeah, they Things would happen, and my brain would be like, activate! And I'd suddenly become like the thing and be a hard shell just sitting on the couch like, I can't see this movie. They said it several <laughs> times. But then we have this classic, all the kids want to go into town moment and they talk <laughs> no no you skip the bathroom scene which is where the horrible thing is said. oh what sure. no what bathroom when, scene when the next scene where they find out there's only one bathroom yeah. in this mansion in the right mansion, the other wings are closed bathroom. off <laughs> and so they're all waiting and refracts who can i'm gonna let nick say it refracts no it. one's the, gonna say it okay he, he says he basically something says, crass yeah, about a woman it, that he saw it was yeah, shocking. I couldn't believe it. But they're all just standing there waiting to use the one bathroom. Yeah. And we also 
skipped my favorite scene of the whole thing, which is when the girls are in their room and the guys are in their room and they have that whole conversation about Jello. And what what if he touches Jello? Does he turn? Oh to Jell-O? yeah, that was really. And he's funny. like, you know, I don't like Jello. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like oh no, I know yeah. you're you're tough. <laughs> no, he's like, no, 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 you're tough. And he's like, yeah, I am. I did I like, like Jello. I like that. that was my favorite. That was my favorite scene. It was really funny. <laughs> and also, Monet has the whole thing about like I'm the smartest person in here, yeah, and don't know, mess with me. Monet is kind of like a bee in yeah, the comics was, for a lot of times. That was pretty accurate for Monet. That, yeah, Monet's thing is that she's like, she's hot, she's super powerful, and she's very snobby. Well, so that... The actress did well with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super unlikable. Okay, so they go into town. Yeah. And Banshee lets them go alone. Classic. Which is a great idea. Classic. And they go to what? Yeah. Like a... Like a like a 1950s soda okay. shop. Yeah, yeah, like a soda <laughs> shop. So, so Angelo sees a girl and he's got a little crush on the girl and then her like her jerky friends are like oh let's go make fun of this guy so they call him over and he sits down at the table and i'm like bro i know what are you doing but then all they do is smash his face in a banana split and it's kind of still terrible no it's terrible it's terrible but like he was he was creeping on them a little bit he was i don't i'll i'll say that no i have had i've been around plenty of situations where there's just a weirdo by himself at a table i don't invite him over so he can smush his face in ice cream he was eyeing them on the street and then he followed them into the restaurant i don't know it's still pretty mean it's, it's mean. It, it seems mean. like you're defending the bullies, no, both of you. No, no, no. It is mean. I just, I'm saying that you know are being freaked out by You know who would have stood up for him and said, hey, back off? Brandon. Dylan. Oh, <laughs> Brandon. It's Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, I'm sorry. Brandon. Brandon. No, 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 no. Brandon would see that it's not his responsibility. He doesn't need to deal with that. Well, first season, Brandon would have stood up for him. Current Brandon yeah. would have been like, what am I supposed to do? It's not my job. Where's Emily Valentine, right? I mean, would have been, what? Steve would have been running in to get him in a second time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Three, one, two, one. No. Oh, no. Okay, but, but. Back at the mansion, like after all this has happened and Angela's on like computer duty, like they're doing, like taking the data and stuff. He starts hacking into the system and he's trying to get into this secret room. He uses. And the code he uses is beta hexa 90210. (laughs) Bam! Connection. (laughs) You know, when Emma Frost first walked in, I thought she was Kelly. (gasps) How dare from you? From 90210. How dare I don't know. you, sir? I mean, like... We watched it on our TV, really... and it's a very blurry re- resolution, really so I just saw a pretty blonde lady that looked a little bit like Kelly. Jenny okay. Garth. Sorry. Jenny Garth. I'm sorry. All right. Well, in this secret Eddie. room is Emma's dream chair that everybody's obsessed with. Well, wait, wait, wait. Is before this the part where he he's on the computer, and then, like security things start going off and he thinks they're being oh, yeah. attacked, but they were just yeah. doing like- He's doing the Kobayashi like Maru. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't know that he was doing a simulation. But that was a, that was a nice thing too, because you got to see some teaching from- Is the rock wall supposed to be the danger room? Yeah, that's I definitely think so. I think it is, room. yeah. This pilot made me appreciate just how transformative the pilot for Smallville really was. <laughs> <laughs> That you could get a pilot like Smallville out only like four years later. Because that True. also came out in 2000, right? Yeah, it did. I think it was maybe 2001 because I was in college. Okay, the point is, it's not that far in years from this. And it's just so much better. Oh, it is. And it just made it me is. like appreciate but, this. But I, It also made me appreciate. <laughs> anyway, continue. No, I just think that's a really transformative couple of years though. 90, 96 to 2001 yeah. because like... We were talking about Power Rangers earlier, and this really yep. kind of, I feel like it came to a fork in the road, and it was like, do we mm-hmm. want to go a little bit more serious, like a Smallville or even a 90210, or You're right. we're, do we want to lean into a Power Rangers aesthetic, and they chose Power yeah. Rangers, and I think that was the wrong fork. This, oh, yeah. this is a year after Batman Forever, a year before Batman and Robin, yeah. so we're still in the Schumacher Batman yeah, era, which I think you can tell a lot as well. So we're not in, like... In 98 is when Blade comes out. It's like, no, you can just make a cool, gritty... Like, I think if this had come out after... Yeah, you're right. After, like, 98 on is when you start getting people being like, oh, yeah, we'll just make it, like, real life, but with superpowers. Yeah, and I, I think this was kind of a dead zone in superhero TV, too, because, like, the as far as I can... You can't think do of, Lois and Clark. Right, That's the, but that's the only thing that's happening at right. this time. Like, Lois and Clark is in full right. swing, and it's a hit, but it's not geared towards teenagers. 
You but know? yeah, when I was watching it, I just kept thinking like, wow, Smallville is kind of a miracle. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that it's first true. season of that first yep. episode of Smallville, even that, like, filming the in the same place, right? I, right, oh, yeah, yeah, the same mansion. <laughs> yeah. But just the fact that they laid all that groundwork, they were using like the same, well, technically the same age level yeah. of characters. Right. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. Tom Welling was I get... 30 if he was a day. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I, kept, I spent the whole time thinking, comparing it to the Smallville pilot. And yeah. I was just like, wow. Yeah, you don't well, want to do that. Honestly, like the, the storyline is more fanciful and everything. But I expect the whole time feeling like if they would just set the camera at like a normal angle mm-hmm. and stop yeah. with all of the flashing lights and yep. just do the same thing. It would have been infinitely yeah. better. And the problem is too, I don't think, maybe you can get away with doing like Gen X, like you could do a Gen X show, like on the CW, that kind of style. But I still don't, I feel like the 90s was the best time for that mm-hmm. group. Yeah. I mean, it was created in, around this time for that purpose and everything, but I don't think you could do that type of show well now and have it like be the right tone maybe i'm wrong i know i I don't i don't think you are because i just don't think there was a place for this i think you were either saved by the bell or 90210 and there was nothing in between you know yeah because like at the time genre tv is buffy and x files and i'm probably missing something i don't know if roswell was out at the time but this is kind of like if buffy was remixed by saved by the bell you know (laughs) what i mean yeah all right. What what happens next? Wait. So so I, Russell's whole thing. I can't even remember where we left off. Russell's Russell, whole thing, yeah, the villain. He, he's like chasing his, the mutants. I don't know. His I don't whole know thing what is that he is. works. He works for an advertising agency and has been doing this whole thing with like using the dream world to get into people's unconsciouses or whatever. But his real passion is this dream chair thing that mm-hmm. he learned about from oh Emma because they worked we the... together before. Yes, we are. Are we at the board meeting? We're at the scheduled fart, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> Where he makes everybody fart? Yeah, This that was, was rough. a prime time movie to it's make a pot. Kids, to, kids to like do fart a jokes. I yeah. couldn't believe it's not it was short. Like, it's not a short moment either. He he yeah, he plants this suggestion that everybody's going to like fart or burp at 10 a.m. to prove that he can just surf around their brains. I mean, I guess the thing is, like, it's like a Nickelodeon show at that point. Yeah. yeah. But I don't even think Nickelodeon would have done that most well, of the hey, time. Well, hey, no, let's, that's, Nickelodeon is an interesting thing, because I think it does feel a little more, like, the whole vibe is more Nickelodeon. We didn't yeah. yeah, what that. was that Tomorrow People, that Tomorrow Kids show or something on uh, the Tomorrow well, Children, space, the Tomorrow space People? Space Cases is one. Space yeah, sure. Oh, but Space Cases was good. I adored Space Cases. The whole, like, yeah, that was good stuff. You know, you have the villain and you have, like, the teens and they're trying to, it, it did remind me a little bit of the Secret World of Alex Mack. Like, I think there sure. was a little bit yeah. of that there. This is just a little bit more hardcore. Man. I guess that would be around the same time, too, huh? It would have been, yeah. Kendra, Secret World of Alex Mack would have changed your life. I, I still can't believe you haven't seen it. Would have changed your life. It, a moment. I don't think there was anything that, like, if I found out I missed an episode, I was more devastated by as a child. <laughs> like, wait, I missed... Especially that last season where they're like, this is going to be the last yeah. season. <laughs> I didn't even know what, like, a season final was. Finale! Okay, I didn't know what it's season finale, finale was either. All right. So, like, I spent the whole time being like, are they really going to end this? Yeah. Well, that... Oh, my gosh. That was very unusual for shows like that. None of the other ones yeah. had, like, a start and an end. It was like every episode yeah. you dropped in the middle of it. Alex Mack did have a set, this is the beginning and this is the end. Very I remember when that villain was walking away from that plant and it was exploding and like, she's gonna get away with it. Yeah. She's the baddest person yeah. that's ever Yeah. <laughs> All right, but okay, so the, so the boardroom is really stupid. It is really stupid. But yeah. I think when... Well, you said but because it's a fight. Uh, <laughs> and so you bounce around a little bit. We, we see the danger room for a minute. Oh but then when it comes back to the boardroom... And it's going along normal, yeah. and they're talking about it, like, behind Russell's back. And then you realize that it's actually, what is his name, Bob, the little henchman? Um, yeah. when you calls him Bobby dream, Boy a lot. I thought that was actually kind of a cool moment. And yeah, because he, he, he sees Bob be like, yeah, we got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. He's too dangerous. Yeah. But it's, a, it's his dream. Mm-hmm. Russell talks that guy in the dream into jumping into space or something, like yeah. going to fly. But in real life, yeah. he is now jumping yeah. out a window. And it's like a really high window. Batman forever, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. It's all Batman forever, all the time. Yeah. yeah. 
Man, that was a dark scene when I saw that movie in theaters. Yeah, it was. Forever, yeah, it killed, was. I was like, I think that might have been the first movie I saw in theaters where someone was murdered. Yeah. In 95. You never forget your first murder. You know what? No, I saw Lion <laughs> I, I saw Lion King in theaters in 94. So I did see. Oh, yeah. Brother. It's definitely a murder. Yeah. But it wasn't a sure. person. And it wasn't a real person. Kendra's like watched 600 episodes of Criminal Minds. So if you need to know more about murder, you can yeah. go ahead and ask I'm uh, Kendra. Murder by... I, don't know. I don't know what else happens because it keeps jumping between Angelo using the mind machine and interacting with this guy it keeps jumping be- i don't well, what the thing is because he russell... gets the russell is gonna get pulled out of his machine by the cops but angelo in the dream world grabs him and that traps him in the dream world but they yeah. never really do anything with that that's true yes and so angelo and jubilee figure out how to use Emma's chair back at the mansion and angelo goes in meets russell and then the cops are gonna pull him out and i think maybe that would have killed him yeah, well, they talked earlier about, well, Angelo kept pushing it about, yeah. like, don't unplug me, don't unplug me, because if yeah. you unplug me, I will, it'll separate my consciousness from my body, and that's just permanent. There's nothing right. to do about that. So I think if Angelo wouldn't have stopped Russell from getting yanked out, yeah, I think he would he have been just him. dead, dead. Yeah. But then he was yeah. separated from his body. The body is mm. like comatose, and the mind is trapped in the dream world. Yeah, so Russell <laughs> is thankful to Angelo. Yeah. And remarkably okay with being disembodied. Yeah, he's fine with it. He doesn't mind. Well, I guess he's crazy, so. And then we're at the carnival? Yeah, the carnival is pretty soon after that. There's a thing going on at this point between... Um... Refrax and Buff. Yes. Yeah. And he invites her to the carnival, and they all go to the carnival, right? They all go to the carnival? Yeah, because yeah. Angelo... He asks meets... her on a date to the carnival, and then they all yeah. end up going. Yeah. And, and, and Monet Russell... is showing off her strength. Yeah. Yeah, Monet is interesting because she doesn't really care like the rest of them do about like hiding her powers. She doesn't have any like shame wrapped up in it or anything. And so she's just sort of like going nuts and like racking up these dudes following her around. And while Russell was in the dream world with Angelo, he used the girl from the burger shop earlier. And he was like, hey, man, I can help you get this girl if you help me. So that's in play as well, because they run into each other at the carnival. Right. Yes. yes. And she remembers him from her dream from and dream. is like into him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly she's mm. totally fine. Yep. So yeah, lots of things happening at the carnival. Refrax kind of accidentally looks through Buff's clothes just as they're about to kiss. And yeah. It's all like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then I guess the goons from the burger shop come back. So there's a big fight that Emma has to break up. Emma doesn't break no, it Emma up. Emma doesn't break it. Who breaks Emma it up? Emma picks them up. Know. There's a big fight. The, I think the cops break it You're up, right, and the then Emma has up. to come pick them up at... Uh, yeah, because uh, Mondo makes his skin like stone. a rock. You're and, right. And, oh, yes, a yes. stone. And they punch him and hurt his hand, hurt their hands and stuff. Yeah. I liked how but, Emma was so blasé about getting them out of the jail. Yeah. Like, the first time with Jubilee, she sort of, like, puts on an act and, like, try, kind of, like, does... But with this one, she's just like, yeah, that's their names. Whatever, yep. get out here. <laughs> she's going to... Expel. Who's gonna get expelled? Mondo. Mondo. Gonna expel Mondo because yeah. he used because his powers he, in a fight. He used his power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then they're all like, "Well, then, to me. then you're expelling me. Then I'm expelled. I'm yeah. a spell classic. Ex- I'm smart, Spartac expelled a kiss. I'm expelled a kiss. <laughs> yeah, and and Banshee's trying to like talk Emma down from kicking him out, and this is where yeah. uh, we find out that she's still kind of like processing the loss of the hell yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, guys, we skipped over. After they use the chair for the first time, Jubilee says the F word twice. Oh, she twice. does. Oh, she yeah. does. Yeah. Could, yeah. Twice. Yeah, that's, that was shocking. We had to re-listen because she says, are you effing kidding? That effing scared the S out of me. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. keep us a clean, cleaner. How yeah. did they, what was the plan? Were they going to bleep it out? Did they air it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If, maybe they were planning like, uh, we'll put this out on TV and then we'll put like a, you know, home video VHS release uncut. But like it's uncut, the only, you know? the very, it's, it's like the, the very middle of the movie. It's the only swearing in the whole thing. Let's yeah. just have a little peek of F words and then back down yeah. to like darn. It was crazy. It was really We weird. both, where Eric rewound yeah. it. Yeah. He was like. And it's funny that out of all the characters who were going to drop the F-bomb on this TV movie, it was Jubilee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Her on the cartoon. I haven't got one. She's tough. Good job, She's Wolverine. Tough. Anyway, so yeah, so Banshee talks her down from uh, expelling them all, and yeah. they just get a month of... Because the thing is, like she... Grounded. Yeah. What, something like, uh, if... The, if they risk their getting caught in their powers and they're going to end up dead and that's what happened to the Hellions mm-hmm. so she can't right. have another group of dead students on her conscience. Right. 
Yeah, that was a. I feel like that was a really good Emma scene. Yeah, she comes across looking pretty good. I yeah. think most of the time she's she's pretty much on. Play. Oh my gosh! You know what is funny though? They do kind of go for the comic accurate costume that she was <laughs> yeah. wearing in yeah. Gen X. It's like the long pants, but it's still like the bodice thing. Yeah. So it's funny because when she first brings in Jubilee and Angelo at the beginning, she just drops her jacket and she's just wearing that. And it's just like I teach children. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I dress to teach children. It's, I don't know. She well, definitely takes the term headmistress to like. Do you remember <laughs> in the very in the very first scene with her and Banshee? He's like, do you, she was to, in the... do you want me to wait while you get dressed? And uh, she's yeah. like, I am dressed because she's wearing. And then like, she snaps her little negligee strap. Yeah, yeah. It's just a funny garb yeah. to see somebody wearing like in the principal's office. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so after Emma gets them out of the jail and yells at them and tells them they're not they're grounded they're grounded grounded. grounded. and And angelo and burger girl go on their dream date dream date which i just have to say she's asleep yeah (laughs) he is fully conscious yeah it's creepy oh this is Um, creepy max hedrum shows up and is like i'm gonna (laughs) you're mine now and we're gonna you're gonna help me get out of my body and stuff and this get in his Get, he wants to get back in his body. Right. He, right. Wants to get back he, he wants to get back in his body, but out of the asylum. And Angelo agrees because he threatened his sister. Yeah. Very in severe. In a pretty dark way. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. For I mean, first and, he's kind of pervy about Jubilee, and then he threatens the sister. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yowza. That was yeah, a shocking she, He, moment. like, has her there. He's, like, licking her face. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah it's yeah. not, not fun to watch. Yeah. He definitely, yeah. Anyway. But anyway, so what Angelo has to do is he has to bring just the head contraption part from the chair to where they have him in this mental ward yes. and put it on him, get his brain back in yeah. his body. Yep. And then they're all in a mental institution they didn't realize in the New Mutants movie. <gasps> yeah. So anyway, he does oh. that and he succeeds. That was it too. I was going to say this made me appreciate the New Mutants movie oh, even for more. Sure. I mean, when they went out on their little, we're going to go out on our own, to me felt a little like the scene in New Mutants where they're like, let's go in the attic and play Monopoly. It's the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I guess they do a little bit better of like the kids just being kids yeah, they do. in this, but in yeah. terms of like combining the two, I was definitely like, wow, yep. New Mutants wasn't great, but it definitely got the job done more than the Gen X pilot. <laughs> yeah, and then Kendra was confused because when he got Russell back into his body and everything, he then was kidnapping... Angelo. He somehow got yeah. Angelo down into a basement and strapped him to a chair. Right. Even though he's got skin stretchy powers. Yeah. Is he going to do that? No yeah. way. Right. Because he's trying to do what he was doing in the very beginning and get out his, like, mutant... Yeah. Pineal gland, isn't it? <laughs> Something. Yeah. But he says, specifically, that he only needs to get one cell from his brain. But to do that, he has to take out his entire brain? It's a specific cell. That's not a thing. It's a specific just, cell. Just drill a hole... Put in a little needle. You know, you don't have to murder the guy. Okay. So Angelo then figures out how to project himself into Jubilee's dream to tell her where he is. Yes. And now the Gen Xers are going to go into the dreamscape together. Here they go. Mutants do. Yep. And Banshee kind of gives them that little... Are we going to say anything about how he projects his mind into Jubilee's mind to tell her to tell Emma right, instead of just yeah. projecting into Emma. into Emma to the psychic yeah. you're right yeah, anyway. yeah. well yeah, yeah. moving yeah. on Banshee kind of gives his speech that's kind of like the uh Wolverine speech that's given in X-Men 3 he's yeah. like look I'm not gonna like sugarcoat it she might not come home you know yeah. all this I don't like hockey and I hate kids isn't that what he says <laughs> no it's something else oh. that's something else anyway so they all go into the dreamscape and all their powers work exactly the same way as they would in the real world, in right. the dream world, and have the same effect on somebody who can control. I yes. thought that they just... See, this is where I got confused. I mean, not that I wasn't confused before, <laughs> but were they fighting him as dr- their dream selves in the real world? I think... So really... What happened, because they... She, Emma kept This is really about... Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Uh... <laughs> Emma kept talking about how you could open a gateway to yeah. go into the dream world. And I gateway think what she did... It's an X-Men she... character. Oh, my gosh. Portals. I think that she opened a gateway so that they could <gasps> go with their bodies into the into dream Into the dream world. world. Oh, yeah, so oh they, okay. they teleported there. Yes. Their actual selves. Right. I hate... 
hate, hate, hate the design of this dream world, where it's just like there's a crazy Tim Burtony windy yeah. path, yep. and also lots of pinks and greens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I it's hate it. Everything does look like it's being lit by Joel Schumacher as well. Yeah, like it does. In forever. It that does. Those greens and pinks everywhere. So I am gonna watch Batman Forever tonight. I Before I go to bed, I'm watching Batman Forever. I think you should. I support you. So yeah. Russell's still like about to cut into Angelo as he's been about to cut into Angelo for the last like 15 minutes. We get a blast from Jubilee, which is cool. I thought her power looked decent. Her powers are good. Oh, they look decent. Yeah, her, they're sparky. And is this the only time we get Banshee's call? Or was there another? No, he did he, it he to break up the uh, the football the fight. fight thing. Oh, okay. All right. But this one, he's on full blast. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah he blows them through a brick wall. So, yeah. yeah. And Buff punches yeah. and Monet punches. Like, doesn't she punch him in the crotch? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't remember. This, this is where I get confused, though. So does Russell become a mutant at this point? Yeah. He says that. He says, I think I've mutated. How are you guys not telling me? Well, right. Emma said earlier that she was afraid that he was a mutant now because he spent now. so much time in the dream world. Because that's how, yeah. Yeah. Mutant, that's how genetics work. Because when they kick <laughs> well, him out of the window. Like that. That's true. When he kicks, when they kick him out the window, they th- think he's gone. He shows up and he's big now. And then Emma Frost is like, I'm going to take you with me. Not that she does anything. Right. But... He's like, oh, us traveling through space together forever. Yum, yum, yum. Licky, licky, licky. And then Skin apparently is the main character hero of this movie because he wraps himself all around him and then they just throw himself off the yeah. cliff. Yeah. And they just fall forever. And and nobody's really upset. They're just kind of like, well, Skin was goes. a good soldier. But then Skin stretches. He reaches up from the abyss and grabs the thing, and he's back to the group. No harm, no foul. Skin and shows right. back up. And they're like, oh, okay, let's go home. Yeah. So I Russ, don't, Russell The amount of money they spent on everything, I don't understand how they didn't just put a scarf on a man. Just put a scarf? And then have him take off the scarf. It kills me. Chamber, I feel like, is the There's one a... that I would be looking for in this group. And he, his powers are like psychotic energy as well. Psychic, yeah, that'd be perfect. There's a scene in Street Fighter the Movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme where Ken and Ryu are fighting Sagat and Vega. And there's a scene where Ryu does his Hadouken stance and it doesn't do a Hadouken, but there's just a white flash, Mm. like a strobe light lit for like a millisecond. And that's supposed to be us being like, whoa, a Hadouken. You could have just just take off your scarf, Mm -hmm. white flash, scarf is back on. You don't even have to show him with the scarf off. You just see a flash. He's like, that's what my power is. When I was looking at... When I was looking at the the original run of the comics, I I saw a little more what they might have been thinking. He does have the scarf, so like easy yeah. easy solution. But in the yeah. original four issues, he is very extravagant. Origin. Like his, yeah. his well, everything he's on, it's like everything is dark, and his yeah. whole thing is like emanating is everywhere. Well, we are, yeah. So well, like, that's Chris Pacello's you know. art, sure. But also, I don't again, understand how husk is too expensive. Solved. Her Mm-mm. power is that you just pull her skin off and she has different skin. I mean, I guess they were like, oh, we can't show somebody with metal skin now, I guess. Can't yeah, you just paint her know. silver? Anyway. At the very they... least, if you're going to do something different, I don't like that it's just... I. They talked about how like she was crazy muscly. And so I was assuming, because she was constantly covering herself up, that it was some sort of like just a crazy mass of like bubbling muscles, just like nonsensical. Why but not then you just finally take... see her and she's just like strong. She's just buff. Yeah. Why not just take other younger mutants? They were other, like they were still the new mutants. You could have brought in uh, magic or uh, yeah. cannonball or There's, something. That's true. There's plenty of characters they could have adapted. It's weird to just be like, we'll make some up. That'll be fine. Yeah. We'll just make it up. Yeah, I mean, I guess the new... Anyway, what happens after they get back? I know... So, yeah, so Russell's they... trapped in there. They go back. They're playing some kind of X-Men card game. I could yeah, not figure out Yeah, I wanted to play that. that. It felt like... It was like, like um... the game in Friends. It, yeah. it made no sense. They're yeah. like, spark! <laughs> spark! I like that kind of thing. It felt like True American from... Uh... New Girl. New Girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where it's just yeah. like they all know mm-hmm. the rules, but they make no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin Ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then Buff shows up and she's in her new red costume and they're like, here's your uniforms. And she just kind of stands there and the X symbol kind of glows a bit. And that's... It's lame that we don't see the whole team decked out. I guess they must not have made other 
uniforms because it, it's kind of lame that when they, they show up for the big like we're gonna go that they're not wearing them like if they're gonna do uniforms at all they really should have had them for the final battle that's yeah. true when they like but then skin wouldn't have thing. a uniform yeah i don't know it was just kind of weird <laughs> yeah. and then we see yeah. russell's back in the hospital and everything but something's going on in his eyes maybe oh, he asked for plane. could you imagine if this had gone to series and russell was like once every four episodes <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I, I, in like watching this once, I was more invested than I expected to be. Oh, yeah. I didn't hate it. And I kind of was thinking the whole time, like, would I have liked this if I watched it in 1996? And I kind of think I would have. Well, yeah. I mean, you owned uh, Pride of the X-Men on tape, right? If you yeah, had owned sure this did. on tape, I think I think you would have watched this on tape like over and over too, just like it's you possible. had those other things. It's possible. Yeah, it's not the worst thing I've ever watched, but there was a lot of bad stuff in there, so I understand why nothing came of it. Mm. But um, it was entertaining enough. I did not like it. <laughs> uh, again, I feel like I could see what they were going for. I don't know who should get the blame. Like the script does seem like the problem, but it also seems like the guy filming is the problem. I think <laughs> yeah. all those angles more than and colors. Else. I agree. The bones are there for something that I would have maybe liked, but like what is presented, I was like, oh boy, mm -hmm. no. I guess I'm glad as an X-Men fan I've watched it, but no, this isn't something that I think I could watch again. I but expected... I get, but you know what's funny? As bad as I thought it was, or as much as I didn't like it, it is kind of strange to me that it didn't get picked, because it does seem like it's just there. Mm -hmm. it, yep. I could see how like that show could have gone. Mm -hmm. I guess. Especially yeah. in 96. It seemed exactly. like it could have at least lasted a season. This yeah. was Fox, right? Yeah, it this was, was Fox. This was Fox? Yeah. I, I guess if you're Fox, you don't have to, because at this time, if you have 90210 and X-Files and stuff, you've already got maybe both audiences. I guess. Pretty locked and loaded. You don't need whatever Gen X would get. So maybe if this was on a different network, they would have been like, all right, let's get some of those X-Files numbers. I just kept thinking, I don't really think this is any worse than other pilots from this time. I mean, I, I feel like season three of this show would have been a lot different and probably a lot better. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Russell shows up in season three and is like, I'm now your headmaster. <laughs> that's, exa that's exactly what would happen. That's exactly what Emma would happen. Emma and Banshee are trapped in the astral plane and Russell's like, ah ha ha. Yeah. Darn it if I don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Hillary? Yeah, I mean, I think I liked it from coming from the perspective of expecting to hate it. Like, I just sort of enjoyed the things about it that I enjoyed about it. Like, I liked the way she did Emma. I liked the relationship with What's-His-Face. I don't know. I just, I enjoyed it. Yeah. When Eric put it on for us to watch, I was like, so this is like 30 minutes, right? And then <laughs> he showed me the time, and I was like, oh, okay, hour and a half. I guess <laughs> I need to settle in. <laughs> yeah. If welcome. nothing else, this sh pilot taught me her name is Monet. Yes. Not and Monet. Nothing else. Yeah. Now you won't embarrass yourself at like, parties. So now I have the ability to be know that the next 20 years I'll be saying Monet instead of Monette. So at 55, I'm going to be like, I've done it. I've now spent half the time I've known Monet saying her name right. So I guess it was all worth it. I'll be 55 in 20 years. Yeah. Let's all take a minute and think about our mortality. <laughs> <laughs> a minute? I feel like Eric does that 20 minutes. Yeah. It is nightly. It's definitely nightly. Well, on that dark thought. Well, next time on the podcast, we'll be covering the two-parter of the animated series, Out of the Past. And for 9021, here we go. Kendra and I are going to be covering Season 5, Episode 29, The Real McCoy. Thank you to Prophetic Music for our theme song. You can find out more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Previously on X. Please rate, subscribe, or share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Nine oh two, and here we go.